0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد بارك وسلم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا اللهم قلوبنا بعلمك واستعمل ابداننا لطاعتك ووفقنا لما تحب وترضى من القول والعمل والفعل والنيه والهدا انك على كل شيء قدير اللهم افتح بذكرك Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Beloved brothers and sisters, dear listeners, assalamu alaikum, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May Allah continue to accept us to uh, remain students of knowledge, allow us to benefit from whatever we hear, and what uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us to share that which we all need to hear and put effect in those words for the speaker and for the listeners alike. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow this darst as all other durus that we attend to become a means of Gaining closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rejuvenating our iman Answering our questions Removing our doubts And creating within all of us A firmness under our deen Let us all move up close as much as possible From the back Kindly please move it up forward And the sister side too If all the sisters can kindly um, uh, Sit as close as possible Inshallah قال الله سبحانه وتعالى بعد أن أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم, بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم, ثم أنشأنا من بعدهم قرنا آخرين. فأرسلنا فيهم رسولا منهم أن اعبدوا الله ما لكم من إله غيره أفلا تتقون. وقال الملأ من قومه الذين كفروا وكذبوا بلقاء الآخرة وأترفناهم في الحياة الدنيا. ما هذا إلا بشر مثلكم يأكل مما تأكلون منه ويشرب مما تشربون ولئن أطعتم بشرا مثلكم إنكم إذا لخاسرون أيعدكم أنكم إذا مِتُمْ وكنتم ترابا وعظاما أنكم مخرجون هيهات هيهات لما توعدون إن هي إلا حياتنا الدنيا نموت ونحيا وما نحن بمبعوثين إن هو إلا رجل افترى على الله كذبا وما نحن له بمؤمنين قال رب انصرني بما كذبون قال عما قليل ليصبحنا نادمين فأخذتهم الصيحة بالحق فجعلناهم غثاء فبعدا للقوم الظالمين ثم أنشأنا من بعدهم قرونا آخرين ما تسبق من أمة أجلها وما يستأخرون ثم أرسلنا رسولنا تترا كلما جاء أمة رسولها كذبوه فأتبعنا بعضهم بعضا فأتبعنا بعضهم بعضا وجعلناهم أحاديث فبعدل لقوم لا يؤمنون ثم أرسلنا موسى وأخاه هارون بآياتنا وسلطان مبين إلى فرعون وملئه فاستكبروا وكانوا قوما عالين فقالوا أنؤمن لبشرين مثلنا وقومهما لنا عابدون Fakazzabūhumā Huma minal muhlikīn wa laqad ātaynā Mūsā al-kitāba laʿalla hum yahtadūn wa jaʿalnā Ibn wa ummahu āyatan wa āwaynāhumā ilā rabwatin dhāti qarārin wa maʿīn After mentioning the story of Nuh alayhis salam Allah Azzawajal moves on to the next prophets and it's a story, right? Back to back, back to back. Same uh, story, history repeats itself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that we then we raise another generation after them. And we send from amongst them. Yani after the Nuh Saddam's nation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent another qarn, right? Another another generation. So qarn is used for um, a century, a hundred years. It is used for... <clears throat> A kingdom, no matter how long that kingdom may be It will still be called a قرن It's used for a message of the prophets Like one prophet's uh, prophethood However long it extends And it's also used for a generation of people That have similar type of issues So when you say the people of this era Meaning like nowadays we'd say like the information era The internet era Right, It's people across the globe Who are living in this type of, of era So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Then we raised another A generation after the Prophet Noah." And this is the Sayyidina Hood. We send them a messenger from amongst themselves Always the Prophet comes from amongst the group of people So that they recognize him They can't say you're an outsider You don't know what, what's going on Right? The Prophet comes with the language of the people. He's born and raised from amongst the people. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Quraysh and the Meccans, ma Sahibukum bi Your companion is not insane. Sahib, he is your companion. He's born and raised in Mecca. You've seen him since childhood, you've seen him since birth. You know you don't just become Insane overnight If he had insanity, Allah forbid You would have seen that progressively from childhood But the fact that he is with you is the, And you have never said Until the age of 40 Ever, ever have you ever claimed that he is insane No one else in society has claimed he's insane That tells you that he is definitely not insane This is your own hawa uh, Your own desires Of not wanting to listen to his message That you have come up with this type of accusation against him so this is very powerful Your companion is not insane it's Because the prophets are, within, are born and raised in, uh, Within that same nation that they're working on So people know their history and Because it's very important If you want your talk to be accepted You have to have credibility And credibility comes when you're a local And you're born and raised within that area People know you from childhood You know you didn't just all of a sudden Came out of nowhere That's, v- that's why it's very important When you're studying ilm that you study ilm with people who have credibility uh, There was one of the If I remember Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal If I remember correctly it's, It was him Could have been one of the other great scholars Of hadith of, uh, you know, Who have done tremendous amount of effort For the deen to reach us Someone mentioned That there is, a new, there is a hadith scholar in town Everyone would Of course you would go get hadith from a hadith scholar He's come to town Have you gone to um, Have you gone to meet him? Some one of the someone asked one of the mashayek. There's a new hadith scholar in town. So he said that who are his asatidah? Who is his shuyukh? He said that I don't know. We don't know. We just know he's here. He's, you know, we say he set up shop. He said if you don't, if we do not know if, if his teachers and his line, if the lineage of his teachers is not aware is not known to the people before his arrival, then I'm not going to even go waste my time there. Basically. Because you cannot take knowledge unless it comes through a proper chain. And we don't want to waste our time just sitting and benefiting, so called benefiting from a person who is sharing things without the proper lineage. Because, dear brothers and sisters, you know, every single thing you and I hear and say, we are filling in a bottle. This bottle here, water here, okay, empty if I empty it out. I put it in a tap of coke, a tap of water, a tap of zamzam tap of uh, toxic water. It's going to fill up regardless. You cannot say that no only clean stuff will come in here. When a person speaks, our hearts are constantly, our ears are bringing in what the person is saying, and what our e- eyes are bringing in what we are reading. And it's filling up that heart. 100%. There's no such thing as is not filling it up. So you have to be careful. The most... A valuable real estate Is our heart and our mind You cannot allow garbage to come there Just like people get upset If you just eat whatever you see And you don't look at how Whether it's health benefits Harmful ingredients etc We should be like that But filling up a belly with harmful food Is not as bad as filling up the mind and the heart With harmful information We have to stop thinking That all information is good Knowledge is always good Absolutely not Constantly, internet is being promoted as and the information age, is being promoted as a time for knowledge spreading, and everyone is speaking about that. Today, I read uh, the, uh, the statement of a, the one of the scientists who, uh, Chicago-based, uh, you know, who, who who became the who 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 had the, who made the first phone call on a Motorola phone, right? Ninety-four-year-old. IIT graduate from Chicago, still alive, and he was asked to come receive a prize somewhere in Europe. Right, they're recognizing him. It's 50 years since the first phone call made, 1974. First phone call made. So what is he? He says, "I'm very scared about the future." He says, "I'm very scared of how things are going." Um, but I never imagined that cell phone would become where, what it is today. But he also said, "I imagine a day when cell phones will be." He ch- says, "I can foresee a time when cell phones will be charged by the human body." knows what this means, okay? So he says, "He says I foresee in the future that a cell phone will be. You can charge it next with your body, right? That's some 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 weird stuff going on there." knows you know, hopefully we're not around to see all these kind of crazy things. So. The, uh, you have this individual who's, 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 who's warning the people Of the harms of it But he also talks about Of course The great benefits Of, of you know, information age And people People always talk about information The more information The better Isn't that what they say? The more information The better But that's not What we agree with We don't agree with that If you have this desk you say, Masha, you have a desk. Can I bring everything from the lobby over here? The chai we're serving there? We'll bring it over here also. Take the, the, the Whatever flyers there left, people left there, let's bring it here. Because you have space. And let's bring your laptop also. Let's bring your, work, your, bring your lunch also. But you have limited space, man. You have to choose exactly what needs to be here. You cannot clutter it. So your mind is also limited. You cannot clutter it with junk. And so this is where the dua of Rasulullah comes in. Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min ilmin la yanfa' Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you. I seek refuge. I beg you protection. I beg protection in you from knowledge which is of no benefit. We, we, We would rather be ignorant than have knowledge that is harmful. Meaning, ignorant from useless knowledge, I mean, of course. The opposite of it. Oh Allah, I ask you for beneficial knowledge So let's please correct this notion That all knowledge is good All information is good And the more the merrier This is wrong you Just like food, the more the merrier is not right You have choose, you have one plate Choose in there how much you can eat You have one stomach You have only a certain amount of space Wisely choose what you want to put on your plate so similarly wisely choose what you want to put on your in your mind and do not read everything do not listen to everything so now when we sit with curl up with a book or more than likely with the web page what's happening you are actually sitting in the majlis of that individual we have to understand that when you read something it's as though you're sitting live listening to a person speaking And when you're listening to a person speaking, you cannot just say, I am a bystander on the side. I'm just watching the bayan. No, you're not watching the bayan, you're listening to it. You are not as a bystander watching some YouTube. No, you are actively allowing it to to get into your mind and change the way you think. Every single speech, every single YouTube lecture, or talk, or debate, every single news article a person reads, 100% 100% has an effect on you good or bad that is why they say that when you hear about the salaf and the pious people and you say man i wish i could have seen them and they've passed they're passing away one after another the closest thing you can get to seeing them is to read their works when you read their works and you read their statements then it's as though you are sitting in their in their gathering that is why when you read the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam this is the closest thing to be sitting in a live audience in front of him. And so just like sitting in a live audience would have powerful effect on our hearts by no doubt. Similarly, listening to the hadith of the Prophet wasallam will 100% have a powerful effect on our heart. It will. So when a person wants to go choose knowledge, that's what I'm saying. You have to make sure it's not polluted knowledge you have to make sure that knowledge comes to you from the proper means and you know who's te- who the teacher is of this individual who is speaking and from what background is he coming from etc etc you know when you have um like again i said products you go into the you know the the vitamins and nutrients and you go real deep down what's what's the background of this is it going to be helpful is it going to be harmful etc Whenever a person sits, someone says, hey, listen to this clip Whose clip? You don't have to listen to every clip You don't have to watch every single clip that everyone forwards You don't have to even download it That's why shut off the auto-download on your WhatsApp There's no reason to auto-download everything You choose, you look, you recognize the scholar's name, listen to it You don't recognize it, ask the guy, who is he? Who is this person? MashaAllah, that's why people in the community, they will ask This organization is being uh, promoted my wife wants to go here. My son wants to go here. Is this something you know about? And those are people who have aql, who have faham. I wouldn't give my car to a random mechanic who's passing out cards outside of McDonald's. Hey, can you please, I'll fix your, you know, your car. I don't know who you are, where you came from. Why am I gonna, just gonna... Just because you handed out a business card, I should trust you. That's not how it's gonna work. So why can we, how can we trust any and every single person who decides to take a mic and start talking? Who decides to open up a TikTok channel A YouTube channel We cannot trust anyone and everyone Especially when you do not know their teachers You do not know what their Backgrounds are coming from Every single non-for-profit is not a place Where we need to send ourselves or our children Or our daughters or our wives or our husbands A person needs to make Research hundreds of times Because why? If you get tainted information It will taint your outlook and view on life and it's very dangerous for a person to do that so you see one thing I'll also tell you a lot of times people for example say I'm going to be a mashallah mujahid okay what do you mean by that? he said I'm going to go defend Islam which have where? he said I'm going to go online on YouTube all the comment section from the Islamophobes I'm going to read and answer that okay have you heard of any people like this? so this is your pretty much your gateway to your destruction if you sit there spending your nights Going through YouTube chats And comment section And going after people Because every single evil comment Comes with a stench Comes with darkness Comes with zulma And you and I are not prepared for that You can take maybe one You can take two But ten every single night By the third night You're done Now you become part of the problem That has infected you Every single infected person you see outside Infected with atheistic views Infected with liberal, liberalism Not, You know postmodernism. Where did it start from? They don't just sit there drinking chai after tafsir And say today I want to become a, a modernist Today I want to become an atheist Doesn't happen like that They have been affected by the type of stuff They read the type of stuff They watch the type of stuff They listen to The type of people they, they listen to And over time It affects them Initially it was Let me go check it out let me go debate them but you're not you have to be spiritually ready to debate people you cannot just take them on subhanallah so this is why a very useless thing to do a rather harmful thing to do is to go read the statements of the people of kufr the people who have been deceived read their statements and to say let me see what they've got to say I'm telling I want this youth here to understand that don't do not think all information is good information or all information is beneficial or to say let me hear what the other side has got to say because guess what you don't even know what your side has to say that's a problem you don't know what your side has to say let me tell you one thing that happened recently one scholar who studied 15 years 10-15 years he's studying hadith okay Quran hadith tafsir he was recently telling me that he was listening to a podcast of an orientalist who was trying to poke holes in hadith and the purpose of it was for him to prepare a rebuttal for that for his own students so he's actively engaged in that academic discourse he studied 10, 12, 15 years of hadith and now as a current hadith teacher he's listening to this so that he can bring that discussion to class okay not your average person who has not sat for one hour in hadith dars now, hadith dars is not your Monday night or Tuesday night dars now, I'm not talking about that I'm talking about where you're sitting as a student Where you're actually studying as a student of knowledge would do Not as a pass buyer You're listening in mashallah, beneficial things you're taking from the hadith As a student of knowledge of the whole riwayah of hadith The whole science of narration of hadith etc It's a very very deep knowledge that, can, that requires years of prior study Of Arabic language and other sciences Before you even get to that level Where you start accessing hadith The primary sources Not Riyadh salihin. You know what I mean? So, he told me that subhanAllah, after a few days of listening, I actually felt the darkness of that speech affecting my heart. And I felt inside very you know, hollow and not good. And alhamdulillah, he then got a chance for a little bit to hear some of the stories of the teachers of his own asatidha. He, someone was narrating stories of their travels and whatnot She said, listening to the stories of my teachers And their taqwa, their piety, their ilm, their simplicity Their zuhud, their asceticism, all that He said, literally I felt something was removed off of my chest What happened? Listening to the stories of the pious Removed that darkness and the filth that had come By listening to this non-Muslim orientalist Who was trying to make an effort to poke holes in hadith so It's simple as that, white and black You got clear crystal clear water and black oil When you listen to wrong stuff 100% محالة, Definitely your heart will take effect In a wrong sense And when you, hear, when you hear beneficial things Your heart similarly will take effect In a good sense So this is an introductory point That we should remind ourselves time and again That our mind and our heart Are very valuable real estates Do not pollute it with harmful things and then that makes you start doubting everything because people in this day and age they want to see what is happening they want to see what's happening over there first first learn what's happening on your side that's why Rasulullah said in a hadith regarding the fitan he said the one who's standing is going to be better than the one who's running and the one who is sitting is the one better than the one who is standing. And if I remember correctly, the one who is lying down is the one better than the one who is sitting. Meaning, the mo- then he said, "Man fiha or fiha. Uh, Man ilayha waka fiha. Whoever t- on tippy toes, tippy toes. You are standing on your uh, 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 what you call on your toes, and you are looking over. Yeah, what's going on over there?" He says, "If you simply look over into the area of Fitna, Wakafiha, you'll get, you'll fall into it. Don't even look there because if you that's what's there, the lights, the entertainment, the music, the what you call the opposite gender or whatever you want to call it, all sorts of stuff. It's so attractive. A person says, "Let me just take a quick let me just go take a little uh, you know uh, quick uh, roundabout." Let's go for a quick ride around that city. Yeah, I'm gone. You go in that ride, and I'm not talking about just sins here. No, no, I'm talking about something far, far worse than the sins of the eyes and the ears and the mouth. It's aqidah of kufr. Aqidah of kufr. The doubts. How about let me just attend a book club of ex-Muslims. For they're having a nice coffee shop. It's just a book club. Let me just go check out. I promise you, you go check it out, you're never gonna come back the same. You're never going to come back the same. You're going to get polluted by that. And you not wanting to go there, or to being told not to go there, does not mean because you're we, because we are on a weak end and they are on a strong end. Absolutely not. If I tell you that there is poison over there, or there is a dirty, dead corpse over there, or there is a stench, a, stench, a stench over there, whatever the case may be, are you going to say that I am good, I am clean, I am a great person, I can go handle that. You say, why should I put myself into that junk? Alhamdulillah, I've got clean clothes, come from a beautiful, nice, clean home. I've got everything I need. Why would I unnecessarily put myself into that filth? Because guess what? If you go to an area that is stunking with a skunk, for example, or secondhand smoke or whatever, you're not going to come back the same. Your clothes will smell. 100%. You'll come back different. When you come from that area, you come from an area where there's a, a, a oil spill or there's a, some toxic chemicals have spilled Those fumes are there You may not see it, it's colorless, it's odorless But 100% you're gonna get affected by that So when we say, when you hear your parents and your teachers say "Bye, don't go sit with them Don't listen to the discussions don't, Do not argue with them It's not like your parents or your teachers are weaklings in their iman And they're scared like that they're gonna be beaten to death No, it's just a smart thing to do. Because of the fact that Allah Allah has given us a nur of iman, we do not want to pollute it with the darkness of kufr. Simple as that. It doesn't mean your position is weak. But then you say, but no, but I want to go argue and I want to debate. Yes, you can after you have become something. Spend a decade seeking knowledge and work on your spirituality at the same time. Become someone strong, and then you move forward. You've heard the story from me before. My ustad, Moshabir mentioned that one scholar, a student of his, the most intelligent maybe of the class, said, "Ustad, I would like to go to debate. Mirza Ghulam Ahmad is here in town. And I want to go debate him. He said, no, you're not ready to debate him. But come on, I have the ilm. And you know, I know my proof's in and out. Can I go? And he told him, you're not ready yet. But, you know, when people become intoxicated with their intelligence and their superficial knowledge, then they do not listen to their elders or their teachers. And so he decided to go on his own. And lo and behold, he went in a debate and he lost. Okay. Okay, it happens. You can lose. Because you're not as smart, you're not not as well prepared in the art of debate. It can happen, definitely. But unfortunately, what happened? He said... not only did I, since I lost this debate, I have chosen to renounce Islam and become a Qadiani. So that a most outstanding student became a Qadiani, and he didn't stop there. He joined Mirza Ghulam Ahmad's group, and then he became his right-hand man and began to write on his behalf for for the, not only his entire life, but even after his death, he penned many books promoting this false religion. In, in the belief that Mirza Ghulam Ahmad was a prophet and many other, other uh, absolutely unacceptable you know, beliefs that will go completely against the teachings and the foundations of Islam. What happened? He was, may have been academically ready to a certain degree, but he definitely was not spiritually ready. So I want you to understand that you can graduate from any course, seven year program, 10 year program too. Does that mean you can go headlong into debating non-Muslims or atheists or agnostics and, and, and um, ex-Muslims, etc. Not unless you have a sheikh or a mentor who's guiding you through that process. Because you will need to be cleansed regularly. Someone needs to shower you. Someone needs to wash you down. You'll come back from a debate and the darkness of that, and the filth of that debate will be very apparent on your face and on your heart. Someone's got to wash you down. Scrub you down. And that's where the tazkiyah, where the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes in. May Allah give all of us the understanding of what I just said. And allow our children and our generations to understand this super important concept of what I am trying to explain over here. The importance of being careful where you sit, who you listen to, what you watch, what you engage in, and that not all knowledge is good knowledge. You have to pick and choose what you, what you want to listen and what you want to read. Allah says, then that messenger who came from amongst them, this all started off, this, this beautiful discussion came from Fihim. The Prophet came from amongst them. And the idea how prophets are from childhood, born and raised in that community, and people know them, that's why they trust them, and that's what makes their da'wah powerful. And he, and he sent to them a messenger from amongst themselves, declaring, أعبد worship Allah alone. you have no God other than Him. Afalat Will you not fear Him then? And will you not lead a life of obedience? But the, chief of his, the chiefs of his people, mala, are the chieftains. Mala yamla means to fill it up. Mala imtala al-masjid. The masjid filled up. So it's when these people come, the place fills up. These are the big shots. He said, the chiefs of the people said, who are those chiefs? al kafaru. They're the ones who disbelieved. Wa They denied al the meeting with Allah in the hereafter. Liqa means to meet. Meeting Akhirah means meeting Allah in the hereafter. They said, no, there's no hereafter. There's no meeting with Allah. They're outright disbelievers. What did they say? Before we get to what they said, Allah adds something very important here. Wa dunya. This is an important word. We, and were spoiled by the worldly luxuries were spoiled by the worldly luxuries okay so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing these individuals who are powerful who are the nobility of, of that nation and who were disbelievers the disbelievers and did not believe in the hereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says That these people, on top of that, were enjoying a luxurious life. Tarifa yatrafu is when a person enjoys blessings. And when you add this atrafa, when you make it from Babi it means to give someone. Atrafnahum, we gave them the luxurious life. Why is it so important to think about? Is that we must not equate luxury and wealth with blessing. Do not conflate it. Luxury and wealth can mean blessing, and it also can mean a death sentence. Came across two interesting articles uh, about the lives of the you know extremely the the trillion dollar people. How hollow, empty, no love, no compassion Absolutely void Then I read an article of a therapist Who specializes in giving therapy to the ultra-rich And what he called the word, what's that? First world problems You heard of that word, right? First world problems Talking about first world problems Today the news came in That one out of five one out of five, 20 percent of Americans are suffering some sort of depression that requires, you know medication of some sort, or intervention. This is definitely a first world problem. You', don't, you In India, Pakistan, India, Iraq, one depression kill liye. There's no time to be depressed. I've I literally I said this in a talk at Benedictine like in 2007, subhanallah, and now it's like, you know, more than ever, so irrelevant that the whole where is this depression coming from? Why, why are that? Why are those children subhanallah in Syria, or in Iraq, in all those places, not suffering to the degree that we are? we have everything. He's coming out of his seventy thousand dollar car, entering his one and a half million dollar home while holding his thousand dollar phone. To, you know, as he pulls off his $200 shirt and wears a $150 shorts at home, this 16 year old it says he's depressed. Yeah? And he just came with a $200 per hour session with some special therapist. Ikay. what's going on? This is the reality. Whether Muslim or non Muslim are going through this, Jeeb, this is a first world problem. We are absolutely not undermining those who are clinically depressed and genetically affected. Uh, by that and, and things of that sort, chemical imbalances that's not what we're speaking about that group of people. We're talking about the depression that comes through the zulma of the heart depression that comes from the darkness of the heart. It's two separate things this is called ديق. وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ lahu ma'ishatan we talked about this in Surah Taha. You can go back there the second to last page of Surah Taha. Whoever turns away from my remembrance for indeed, he will have a very constricted life. Whoever turns away, whoever gives me the cheek and says, "No, nah, I don't want to listen to Allah, Rasul, Quran, Dhikr, Du'a, I don't need any of that stuff," Allah says, "Indeed, fa inna, indeed, lahu." This is brought in be, uh, before Ma'isha. Lahu, indeed, only for him, ma'ishatan will be a life danka that is absolutely constricted. And we will raise him up on the day of judgment. Blind. He will say, oh my Lord, why did you raise me up blind? And I had absolute beautiful, perfect vision in this world. Why did you raise me up blind? Just like you acted blind in front of my verses, in front of my reminders, today you will be made blind. Just like you acted like you never heard. The Quran and the reminders, today you will be never heard when you scream in the hellfire. Just like you acted like you forgot all those reminders, Fatunsa, today you will be forgotten in hellfire. SubhanAllah, may Allah protect us. So this is that depression I'm speaking about that comes as a result of turning away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's it's ajib. Allah talks about qabil and habil. Qabil killed Habil. One son, of, one son of Adam killed another son. Yes, we know the story. And Allah Azza wa says, After that, He became a loser. He didn't even know how to bury his brother. Yeah? Allah sent a crow to show Qabil how to bury a dead man because this was the first murder to happen on earth. So the crow came and showed Qabil how to perform the first burial, and who is that? Of his own brother Habil. فبعث الله غرابا يبحث في how to cover up. So قال Then he said to himself, who said قابيل؟ How shame! How shame on me that I don't even know how to properly bury my brother. I have to learn it from a crow. Fa'as مِنَ nadimin. He became from amongst the remorseful ones And we're going to cover in the next couple ayats similarly لَيُسْبِحَنَّ nadimin. That this nation as their adab of Allah is going to come They're going to wake up in the morning remorseful So the ulama write a very beautiful point here That the fitrah, the innate nature of a person Is such that it will always find the truth Like the truth, live by the truth but it is the desires of a man That pushes him away from the truth And even though he's doing something wrong He knows it He stays firm on that wrong While he knows what he's doing is wrong But eventually when that desire Or that craze Or we may also call at times anger Like in Qabil's, Qabil's story Anger, jealousy When that dies away Or when that extinguishes a little bit You realize what you've done was wrong and you go back to your original nature of being remorseful. That's part of a human nature. That if, you don't, if, if your mind is not clouded completely by a mountain of desire and a mountain of anger, you will realize what's right and what's wrong. And so most people, even after committing a crime, most people after committing a crime rather, they will actually feel guilty what they've done, over what they've done. But it's too late. They have to suffer the consequences. At least in the world. If they repent, alhamdulillah, then they won't have to suffer in the hereafter. But in the world they have to. So, أَطَّرَفْنَاهُمْ We're speaking about this. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, I gave these people a luxurious life. So, dunya and luxury is not to be equated with what? With blessing. It could be a blessing or it could be a huge test. Well, this psychologist who treats the top 1%, he says, what my clients, one of the biggest issues they have is the loss of purpose. Because they wonder, what's the point of living? If he burns one million dollars every day, he still will have enough money for the rest of his life. So he doesn't know. He's like, why should I even get out of bed? Why should I do anything when everything is there? Loss of purpose. Another thing is, not, not being able to trust anyone. Not having any friends. Because you think everyone is after your money. So now you can't trust anyone And the list goes on So what I'm trying to say is that people You know an outsider might be thinking of Someone who has all that money Man how lucky he must be But when you listen to their stories You realize subhanAllah It's not what it seems like Lucky is the one whose heart is connected with Allah And then with that If he has a billion he's lucky If he has 100 he's lucky And a wretched is the one whose heart is turned away from Allah Regardless of what he has or what he doesn't have So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in another place, when the people forgot what they had been reminded of, we opened up the doors of all the blessings. Blessings came out of nowhere. When did they come? When they decided to turn their back against Allah. When they decided to turn their back against the verses of the Qur'an and the verses of the Prophet's scriptures, Allah says, I said, okay, I'm going to open up the doors of, of so-called blessings. Until they became absolutely intoxicated, extremely joyous, overwhelmed with joy and partying, بِمَا by what they had been given, we struck at them suddenly We struck at them suddenly Grabbed them suddenly All of a sudden instantaneously the riches of the rich Became helpless and hopeless Helpless and hopeless in instantaneously So let me tell you like this When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to destroy his, someone who, wants to, who has enmity for him What happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't say, "Okay, you just fall off the carpet, man, just roll over. Allah Azawajal lifts him up, lifts him up, lifts him up, all the way to the top of a building. He said, now you're going to roll down. Meaning, when someone, Allah Azawajal decides to destroy him in this manner, He gives him so much wealth, so much power, so much luxury, that in this intoxication, he begins to think he is God himself. Or at least he doesn't need God Or God doesn't exist Why? Because he's got the money to do whatever he wants and This is the new world problem This is where atheism is coming from This is why the studies have shown That wherever there is, an inc- there's a, there is a correlation If you can call it that Or at least a connection Connection Some sort of connection Between increase in wealth Increase in modern education And increase in atheism this is a non-Muslim study that's been done by you know, Pew Research Institute right? These three things more, more modern education More wealth What happens? More atheism The only place that atheism is not on the rise Only place in the entire world Every other place atheism is on the rise And it's taking adherents from all faiths And bringing them into its new religion Is sub-Saharan Africa where educate, modern education and wealth is not matched with the rest of the world. Isn't that amazing? What do you learn from that? SubhanAllah, it's because the same thing right here what the Quran is saying. When their pesa comes, when dunya comes, a person says, but why, do I need, why do I need God? I can do everything I need, I have Amazon Prime. So now what happens, Amazon Prime, you don't need to be a millionaire for that. You can just have to, small income and we have Amazon Prime. So what, is it? what, 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 is, what does Amazon Prime signify? That your desire gets fulfilled within a few hours. You want something randomly, you just flip up your phone, order it, by 5 p.m. you have it. When, we ha- when the average man today, the modern man, has been given this type of ease and comfort and luxury, even if he doesn't have that much money, this is what breeds within him this idea and notion, why do I need God when I have everything anyway? I can get, I with the press of a button, with a swipe, I get whatever I want. So that humility and humbleness that's a hallmark of a man unfortunately is leaving us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah says that when they decided to turn their back against Allah, Allah opened up the doors of this so-called blessing which wasn't a blessing. It became a means of the destruction. This is why it's, this, ayah, this part is very important. Another, another beautiful verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, same word whenever we make a target to destroy a certain nation we order we demand from the wealthy the rich the upper class to obey us they say no we're not gonna obey you then Allah's final decision of destruction for that town comes. I don't need to translate that, you know what that means. It just sounds like it. Right? Carpet bomb them. Allah SWT just completely destroys them. Where did it start from? If the teacher, imagine, I'll give an example. Teacher has an idea, okay, this class, you know what, I really need to get upset at them, or they need to all lose a recess. What happens? You're not going to, have to kind of tell the bichara pata studious nerd sitting in the corner there Hey, did you prepare your work? He's going to do it You're going to ask that rowdy kid Who's always making, who's always making noise in class Making paper airplanes And has his phone all the time in class this, that. He says, Did you do your homework? We know he didn't do his homework He says, no, I didn't do it Why didn't you do it? Because I didn't feel like it All of you, no recess right? That's what happens So that one kid becomes a means of ruining it all so who becomes, according to the verse of the Quran, who becomes the means of ruining it out for all? فيها, the upper echelon of society. The ones who are living it up. The luxurious people literally cause it for the rest. Because <laughs> they don't want to believe Allah. They don't want to listen. They just want to do ayashi, want to follow their whims and desires. And so literally, they actually cause it for the rest. Of course, everyone will be on the Day of Judgment raised up separately. No one's going to go into the same grave. Right? Everyone's grave is going to be different. Even if literally there's a mass grave and multiple people are buried together, still the barzakh or the life of, the, of, of barzakh, which is the barzakh means the life between day of uh, dunya and akhirah, that's going to be unique. Just because two people are lying together, like two people sleeping together in bed, husband and wife. If a wife has a nightmare, does that mean husbands have a nightmare? Of course not, right? Uh, someone says yes <laughs> It depends If the nightmare means you're throwing a fit And you're moving your hands Yes, then yes You'll also have a, a nightmare when you're, while you're awake <laughs> So person is Just because you're having And this is a good way to understand it You're sleeping And you had the worst type of nightmare And the other person is Aramsah snoring away Subhanallah Touring Jannah Right? So he's like he woke up thinking that subhanallah we almost got killed someone broke into our house and others like what are you talking about there you go they are next to each other but they had completely different experiences so similarly two people in the same grave doesn't mean that they're going to have the same experience so what did these up, upper class people say ma illa <laughs> that this manabi is not, no one he has he is only a human like you he eats what you eat drinks what you drink why should we listen to him and if you ever obey a human like yourselves Then you would certainly be losers Okay, take it by We want not obey a human like ourselves uh, What should we obey then? We should obey an idol? Well, how does that make sense? If obeying a human being like us Because he's equal to us Doesn't make sense to you How does obeying something That you made with your own hand make sense? Who can even speak? Cannot give any direction? and just and number two we've spoke about this before as well the fact that he eats and drinks like you is makes him more relatable so then you can actually see how he leads his life and say okay this, hummus, this he's my model if he was an angel who didn't eat and drink you would always be saying you're not a model for me because you're unique you're different does he really promise you that once you die and you're reduced to means? Dust, i'daman, bones? Does he promise you that you will be brought forth alive? Hayhata, <laughs> hata, Impossible, simply impossible. This is what you call ismul fi'l. It's a noun with the meaning of a verb, in the meaning of ba'uda. Impossible, simply impossible is what you are promised. They thought resurrection is not possible. What is, what's going to happen then? This is what the motto of the people of today is pretty much. You only got one life. Just do it, enjoy it. There is nothing but our worldly life We die and we live And, and we, will not be, we, will not, we are not to be raised again We will die And a new generation will come to live after us Then they will die and a new generation will come So this, this, this is the modern hedonism Just do as you wish Because there is no repercussions in akhirah There is no reason for us to do To humble ourselves that's why atheism is flourishing Because it comes from this idea of I can do whatever I want Whenever I want And I don't have to feel guilty about it Because there's no such thing as a hereafter In which I have to face consequences So why sit there and say I can't, This is forbidden, that is forbidden I have to lead a life like this I have to lead a life like that Because there, there, you know, there is no rules Why should there be rules When there is no day of judgment? He is nothing but a man Who has forged a lie against Allah And we are not going to believe in Him So ajib. So, you believe in Allah? You believe in Allah. Obviously, you have to be believing in Allah if you say He's lying against Allah. Look at the hypocrisy here. If you believed in Allah, then how is Allah communicating with you what He wants? And because they did believe in Allah, by the way. If you were to ask them who created the heavens and the earth, they will most definitely say Allah did. Where are you being misled? How are you bewitched? What's going on with you all people? You say Allah created the heavens and the earth, but we're going to worship the idols. If Allah is powerful, created the heavens and the earth, and created you and the sun and the moon, there's got to be a way He communicated to you, what He wants and what He doesn't want, and how to lead your life. That mode of communication is called prophethood. How, yani, what else do you want? That is the clearest proof. You are already there believing in Allah. So the sad state of affairs today, bhai, is that we're in much worse situation than the Mushikina Makkah and the Kufar during the time of Nuaram's time, much worse. Because they all believed in God, but they had did not regard him as worthy of worship only. They committed shirk. And today, a larger group of people, unfortunately, are going towards the whole idea of just denying the very existence of a creator. And you have heard this before that the Quran doesn't even address those type of people. Useless bef, like fools we'll talk about people who are confused about one or two multiple gods but someone who from the outright says God doesn't even exist okay then fix yourself up first subhanAllah, what can we do? we cannot reason with such people we cannot reason with such people, we just make dua Allah Subhanallah guides them right, when you're, down, when you're going down that path, then that's what's happening today how many mushrikeen are you seeing? but what you're seeing right now is just outright denial of a creator of the universe, creator of, of man he said, My Lord, help me, for they have rejected me. This is what you don't want to hear. When a prophet raises his hand and says, Ya Allah, I'm done. I've invited them so many people, I've invited them for so long, and these people are not listening to me. So, Ya Allah, please help me. And Allah says that. Allah says, amanu. Allah is the caretaker of the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, Indeed, our army will always be successful. They will always overwhelm the enemy. When and where that will happen whenever Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes and chooses to do so. You see when a, a, a super duper professional boxer, I don't watch boxing, but I'm just trying to say but you you know these type of things, wrestling boxing, you have a newbie who comes in and who's all, you know, cocky. And the professional, he's not he's cocky, he's just waiting, listening, okay, no problem, we we'll wait in the match. And subhanAllah many times you'll see the match goes That the, this other newbie will go And he will sit there and he'll Send a bunch of punches And you what know, whatnot, left and right He's making all these jabs <clears throat> Nothing's happening on the other side Like man this guy, what's going on with this guy But then he's just waiting to do that one fatal blow Khalas, One blow He waits, takes a day and then when he decides oh, I'm going to knock this guy out, this is the right time to do it He knocks him Chalas, he's gone, Finish In one shot, the opponent falls to the ground You'll see many times like this just because he is not responding immediately does not mean he's not watching, or he's not aware or he doesn't have the ability. If this is a human being, imagine the Lord of the Worlds. Allah says لي Allah gives respite to the oppressor. He gives him respite. Let's see how far you run. Let's see how far you go. أخذه, until he chooses to grab him, once he grabs him, too late now. Now don't beg me, let, he doesn't let him go when an oppressor chooses when an oppressor does not turn away turn back and repent and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down his Adab, then once it comes it never turns back that's what we're learning from here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said عمّا عمّا just a little bit give me time why well, I need to prepare my arsenal no I have just chosen it Why? Because Allah chose Why is the sun sun gonna rise in You know Seven, eight hours Whatever Why not before that? Why not after that? Because that's how Allah made it That's the sunrise for tomorrow It's not gonna change One second before One second after That's how Allah wants it to be So when and where Allah's adab will come Is already set You can't move around Even if you're a prophet You cannot demand that to be changed It will come at its appointed time So Allah says In just a little while لَيُصْبِحُنَّ they will wake up to be remorseful What does asbaha yusbihu mean? <laughs> it's to wake up in the morning So they will wake up in the morning remorseful Notice that whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Or many places in the Quran Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about adab, He speaks about the adab coming in the morning Allah, I'll read for you some verses of the Surah Safat Allah says <laughs> Are they seriously asking our punishment to be brought forth? Like look at the audacity for these people to say bring it on is that what you're doing? you're asking me to bring it on? فَإِذَا نَزَلَ trust me when the عذاب will come to your front yard فَسَاءَ al الْمُنذَرِينَ it will be a very horrible day it will be a very horrible morning for those who had been forewarned بُرِي, بري it will be a horrible morning for those who had been warned and who had, who had already been told And they kept on demanding, bring it on, bring it on Sabah morning Allah says in Surah Qamar A continuous adab met them in the morning Allah says in Surah Qalam The people, the brothers who had the the, uh, farm And who decided not to give the crops to the beggars and what happened? Allah wa sent the Adab To completely destroy the crops Before they could harvest it As in the story of Surah Qalam Fatanadu musbihin. The brothers began to yell out each other When? musbihin? In the morning right? The Adab came and laughed Why in the morning? Because that's when you're least prepared right? it's, it's like the shock and awe You see that today too when do, the, when do the police come in? Barge into the house Not in the middle of the day It's usually a morning, morning raid right? Dawn, pre-dawn raid Same thing all right, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala sends down jih. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala sends down, uh, you know, the adab at that time, in the morning. So the cry sees them according to the true promise. What does sayha mean? Sayha means the cry, and this is mentioned in another place in regard. This is about Allah mentions regarding Surah قُمِعَادِ in Surah Haqqa وأما فأُهلكوا بريح Atiya. They were destroyed by a extremely powerful uh, cold wind. So we just had tornadoes strike our country, right? This past week, always we have the we have what ten times more tornadoes than the next country that has the most tornadoes in the world, after America, which is Canada. So in the entire world, the highest level of tornadoes are in America. And the next country after America is Canada. And the difference between the temp- we get ten times more than them. Watch a YouTube video of it. I hope you never have to come face to face with one. SubhanAllah, that's what's What is the connection with wind and seyha? Because when these tornadoes come, it, there's actually this crazy shriek and cry in there. There's a sound that comes with it. The sound of the wind and the sound of everything else that is part of this turbine. We turn them into scum. What happens? What is scum? غُثَاءَ When you have a, a, a scum that's floating on top of the river. Debris. Debris. Right? It's floating down the river. That's exactly what happens when a tornado hits on there in a certain place. Look at the drone pictures, helicopter pictures. It's literally debris all over. Instantaneously debris. So these are all the warnings that are happening continuously around us that are showing the power of Allah. High Afso, Subhanallah. Nabi Sallallahu whenever he would see the change of the pattern of the weather, immediately he would run to the masjid and start his salah. And where is the fear today? Like of of uh, where is the at least the awe that Ya Allah, this is power. This is tornado, hurricane. Yeah, I don't know what we need to wake up. We have in the same country last weekend we had a 100 degree temperature difference in the country. Did you know that in one day? We had a heat, heat, heat wave, and at the same time, you had record breaking cold temperatures. Everything is mixed up, messed up. The whole temperature of the world and of our country. You have wildfires happening on one side, you have earthquake happening on the other side. You have tornado on one side, you have hurricane on one side. You have heat one way in five, you have minus 50. Yes, last week, minus 50. How is this thing normal? And if these are not the warnings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this plane is going down. This is. Look at all the abnormal noises that are coming out of the cockpit. There's smoke coming out. All kinds of stuff. When are you gonna wake up? Your plane's going down by Tobakaro. Repent. The world is literally falling apart, going towards its destruction, and we have to wake up. I'm not sure how much we can do to stop that, but we have to realize time is coming up. You know, is 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 near its ending. Then after them, we created another generation. Qurun here is now plural over there was singular, Qurunan is plural, because now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to speak about many of the prophets. Ibrahim salam, Musa salam, Isa and Musa All of these will be coming. Inshallah we'll be continuing on from here. Uh, uh, yes, from, from ayah. Inshallah ta'ala, after 42 we'll start off from ayah number 43 uh, next week. And so here there's some opportunity for us to ask some questions. Um... And if you do not get the re- text message reminders Please take a moment And sign up for the weekly reminders And if, if, you, if you haven't done that inshallah, If you're joining us here tonight Virtually or in person, online First time You can join us for those reminders and Then, inshallah, we'll have an opportunity to do Also ask questions Here's a Slido You can go to slido.com 4269800 You can go up and ask for um, questions hopefully related to our lesson or anything else that's come in your mind. If it's something we can answer, we will. Otherwise, if it's a more detailed question, uh, you can send it to our email address. Um, our link, which is masjidds.org forward slash question. Also, I want to announce two other programs that are going to be happening this week. This Friday... March 3rd we'll have a girls soulful chat program for youth ages 13 to 21 13 to 21 from 5 45 p.m. to 7 45 p.m. on Friday evening 5 45 p.m. to 7 45 p.m. this Friday March 3rd uh, girls ages 13 to 21 additionally the Sunday March 5th will be which is the first Sunday in the month we'll have a Sisters Daras it's a really nice opportunity for the women of the community to come at 12 o'clock it's once a month program we have, Alhamdulillah, a program at 12 o'clock. We have a sisters do a presentation, a talk. Then one of one of the ulama here, uh, we give a talk. we followed by dhikr and dua. And then, mashallah, lunch after dhuhr. Lunch after dhuhr. So this is once a once-a-month program that's hosted by our local sisters, by rotation, that's taking place this Sunday after salatu, uh, at, at 12 o'clock. So please, sisters who are listening to me, make sure you join Please bring your daughters, come yourself. Husbands who are here, please ask your f- spouses to join this Sunday at 12 o'clock for the monthly sisters that is happening in the women's prayer hall, inshallah, f- and lunch after Salatul Duhar. Additionally, inshallah, I will be speaking uh, this Saturday at uh, on a, uh, for Hufad. Those Hufads who are leading Thrawi, especially high school students, college students we need a refresher, um, even uh, Alam course students, whoever you may be, inshallah, if you're leading Thrawi, please, uh, myself and And a few others will be speaking Insha'Allah at IFS uh, From uh, Maghrib to Isha uh, On this Saturday And this is a program for Hufad Uh, Should he fast the whole month of Sha'ban Or only till the 15th? So uh, a person If you're doing Nafil You can fast till the 15th And you can take a break after that Still fast Mondays and Thursdays Or if you have a habit Of always doing Somad with Every other fast Every other day Some people have Then you can continue with that if there's brothers or sisters who are trying to make up last year's fast, then they definitely should fast till the very end. You know, because you want, you'd like to start Ramadan without having any qada fast. Are we approaching the time of the emergence of the Mahdi and the return of Isa alayhi salam? I do not know the answer for that. Um, you know, it, 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 sometimes it seems like it's right happening. Sometimes it seems like uh, it may happen later. <sighs> Our ustad Mufti Al Haq, when I asked him this question, he said to me that... When Mahdi He says Mahdi is not coming right now I said okay I mean people say you know things are gone He said no When Mahdi comes It will be like the utmost uh, level of tolerance that the ummah has It will be like, like They cannot handle any more oppression And Islam will be under such difficult Muslims will be under such such difficult circumstances That it will be almost impossible to live any further as a Muslim That's when Mahdi will come and he said, right now, Islam, alhamdulillah, is still flourishing. You have institutions, masajid, madaris, all sorts of stuff happening. So this is good news and bad news. The good news is, yeah, alhamdulillah, we don't have to worry about it right now. If, this, if, if his assessment is, you know, if based on the assessment he had. And the bad news is that when he comes, it's going to get much worse. Times are going to get much, 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 much worse. That leading and living like a Muslim will become much more challenging than it is now. Is it better to repent by praying tahajjud or attending masjid for fajr? We should do both. Repent at tahajjud and then on your own, and then come pray fajr in the masjid. Um, can you fast without suhoor? Yes. So um, uh, a person, if you make niya in the night before, if you make niya in the night that I'm going to fast tomorrow and nafil fast, for example. Uh, then, or, or uh, and you're already in your mindset. You know you're gonna fast tomorrow. Then that's that's okay. Yeah, and he, even if you don't wake up in the morning, your fast will count. If a person is worried about their situation about getting weak while fasting, okay, so it's best you consult a proper, practicing Muslim doctor before you th- you take it upon yourself to make a decision that you can you can take off from fasting, okay. Um so yeah you can you can send a question. Do not email the question, send it to masjiddias.org forward slash question. masjiddiasorg forward slash question if you're trying to reach out alifta. Uh is there any benefit of visiting al Aqsa in Ramadan? I do not remember if there's specific rewards pr- promised for that. However, um uh, definitely I want to say that Visiting Masjid Uqsa, since you brought this up It is super important for all of us We should all try our best to visit at least once And uh, you know Perform salah there, visit the historic, uh, Historical sites there And Alhamdulillah because of our US passport Things are much easier for us than Others and so we should Definitely try our best to go visit At least once in our lifetime when we find ourselves with sudden abundant amount of blessings, what should we do to make sure we're not amongst those who are in fact receiving adab? That's a very good question. You you do you do your dhikr. I'm sorry, you do your shukr. Just continuously thank Allah subhanahu wa taala for the blessing that you have. The more gratitude you show to Allah, and the more um, humility you show to Allah subhanahu. Wa ta'ala. I don't, I don't. I hope this is not test. I hope I'm not being tested the better. And additionally, we should see, ever since we've, uh, these blessings have come our way, have we gotten closer to Allah or have we gotten further from Allah? Have we gotten closer to the masjid or further from the masjid? And that is a good assessment of what we're going through. Is there an uh, Arabic intensive this summer? Inshallah, we've been offering it since 2009 and we hopefully continue to offer it. We'll have a summer intensive. Um, is there a part-time Alim program? There is a part-time Ilm program on the weekend The Tafim program I won't call it an Alim program But that is the knowledge That every Muslim And Muslimah should have If my dua Isn't getting accepted For a long time Should I give up on it? Subhanallah I came across Thank you for asking this question I wanted to share something In the dars And I forgot And now you asked it This is Something I read That he's uh, one, uh, uh, the, uh, the scholar says People say the outullah Walam Brothers, let's stay till the end of the dua Come close, come forward please We don't want to create an environment of people walking in and out I finished the dars on purpose earlier So that it doesn't become too long for people So do not make an environment of leaving Otherwise, you know, we're pulling the dars itself for another half hour We did it, we shortened it So that we can make it easy for everyone So your chai is not going to go anywhere It's there, I promise you Right? just come sitting close together And don't create an environment of leaving till the end So the... uh, the scholar says that some people said, I asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dua and my dua doesn't get accepted. What should I do? So he said, The answer he said, He said, The reason is the quality of your dua is not up to par. You are not making dua to Allah the way a person who is absolutely helpless. What is muttar? Jabilkul someone who's got no one to turn to who's gi- who has no one to, uh, uh, to, to 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 give him comfort who's absolutely in, uh, uh, in 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 a sh- in a state of bewilderment disheveled given up on every single be- being and means besides allah and that's when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says muttarra who is the one who accepts and accepts the prayer and the dua of the one who is in dire need so he said, you have not made dua the way a Muttar does Rather, you are making dua He said, you're making dua Like the one who's got all the means in his hand But he's lazy to use the means So you've got a car keys And you've got to put it in the car and start it You're like, yeah, I'm so lazy Ya Allah, please take me to, dance, to, to school I don't want to drive do how is the dua getting accepted? You're not going to have a random, you know, angel come pick you up and take you to school. You have to wake up, take the key, put it in the ignition, and start the car and go, because you have the, You cannot have the asbab and not use it and say, "I'm going to make dua." What is mustar? The mustar is the one who tried it, who turned on the car, gas, everything. He did all the asbab. He says, Ya Allah, I tried all the asbab. The means they're just not working." Now I'm asking you, I have no asbab. Now when you make dua, it will have much, much more conviction in it So this is something to keep in mind that we need to use the means and, But when we do dua, you should make dua as though someone who has lost all those uh, means How do you differentiate between depression and mental illness caused by spiritual defect and mental illness caused by biological den- genetic causes? And that's a very good question This is something, uh, I don't have, you know, there's a bunch of answers that, can come, that, that come to mind for this I would suggest that a person in any of these situations when you're going through depression, mental illness, etc. Not only do you take the mashwara and the guidance of therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, your internal medicine doctor, your primary doctor, you share with them what they're going through. And then you also share this with a learned scholar. And share with them. Both of them, they're going to ask you your history you and ask, what about your mom? What about your dad? How long ago? When was the onset of this? How often is that? Just like a professional therapist and psychiatrist will ask you that, the scholar will ask you the same thing. right? What are the causes of that? And they both can be treated, I mean a situation can be treated by both simultaneously. This is the thing I want you to understand. This is not like some like dichotomy. You have to have one or the other. It could be both. So whatever the situation we're in, if we're going through a bout of depression, sadness, Along with therapy and medication If you have to take that Definitely add in your اذكار. Add in tilawah of the Quran Add in i'tikaf in the masjid Add in staying in the state of wudu Add in la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah Add in visiting The sick, visiting the pious All these things are super important Along with whatever therapy medication A person is taking So let's stop thinking it's one or the other and We should benefit from both For a person who is afflicted With specific sins and difficulties It's, I've, uh, it's best that a person if you, you have to ask for help Alhamdulillah I, I, I want to share good news A person came up to me A few months ago And said I have uh, uh, an addiction to drugs uh, this uh, so Vapes, nicotine, etc For uh, many years No one Of course my mom and dad don't know it and No one knows it And I completely covered it up because he has a persona and that personality And that status in society That no one would ever think of him being involved in this He said, I you know how hard it is for me to come talk to you But someone's starting to come talk to you So I said, Alhamdulillah, very good, let's get started And whatever few things that Allah put in my heart to share with him And he, I connected him with certain individuals as well Just last week I spoke to him, he said, Alhamdulillah, first time in my life Three months haven't touched it Any of those things Now those of you who are suffering from this, you know how hard that is To give that up for three months straight is not easy May Allah protect him And may Allah give him strength And may Allah allow all those Who are suffering from these addictions To come out of their addictions But the first thing to be To get on your way of your recovery Is to ask help If you don't ask help And Google is not going to help you And the AI bot chats Are not going to be able to help you either You know, they might help you In a little way But they're going to say Hopefully they're smart They'll say go speak to a a mentor Or a scholar Or someone That's what you need You need a human interaction there To someone to guide you To hold your hand And guide you through this process that's one thing, and for addictions, I also, uh, you've heard me uh, uh, mentioning the sevens, the seven uh, afkar, do those regularly, for anything, including addictions, seven salawat, seven surah Fatiha, seven ayatul kursi, seven times the four, قُلْ al kafirun, qul قُلْ اللَّهُ qul قُلْ قُلْ al and seven salawat. Recite these, do three sets of it every day, for at least like odd number of days, 21 days or more, and uh, blow it on your body every time you recite and wipe over your body. This is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Before he'd go to bed, he'd read his muawudatain or read, قُلْ يَالْكَافِرُونَ قُلْ لَهَا تُقُلْ عَلَىٰ الْنَاسِ and blow on his hands and wipe his entire body. This is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. And so similarly, when you read each of these things seven times, blow on your hands and wipe your body and blow it on water and drink that water as well. Inshallah, wa ta'ala, this will help. Can you sell something for more than it's worth? Just generally speaking, um, I I, I don't know specific scenario, but if you say you bought milk is running for three dollars and you decide to sell it at five, you can do that. Do you get a sign if you're a mu'min that your time is coming up? Not necessarily, but sometimes Allah does let His awliya know that their time is coming up, definitely. There are many, subhanAllah, who have gone for Umrah And before they went, they've, they told everyone that, We're not going to see you again, please forgive us And then they went, performed Umrah, and they passed away there So there's been many incidents like that People have um, gotten prepared Wore their nice clothes, took a shower themselves And uh, they knew they were going to pass away after Asr on, on Friday, for example Or they knew they are going to pass away that. So they themselves said, you know, made salam to everyone And literally, little on. I'm talking about stories of, of people of this past few years So that happens at times How long should you recite Surah Taha for marriage? Uh, I'm not sure um, that Surah Taha is recited for marriage. If someone told you, whoever shared that with you, maybe you can ask them. I would presume you should keep on reciting whatever you're reciting until you get married. That would probably work best. Is it okay for someone who I'm pursuing for marriage to go to a person of the opposite gender's apartment alone to study and vice versa? You ask me. This is a question I wish you didn't have to ask. You're right? She's a sister's asking if she should propose, some, uh, propose pursuing for marriage to a male who goes to study at another female's apartment. No, I don't think so. The, uh, you, there's uh, many great guys out there who don't do these type of things. Alhamdulillah may Allah allow you to find that individual, you know, and may Allah allow that other boy who's ever doing that to repent as well. This is a very, very big issue. This whole you know, gender interaction is is is, is big problem. Of, uh, and one recently, one college student said I've studied so many abstract aspects of the deen But I've never actually studied Or heard, you know, the straight up What's the general action rules What's allowed, what's not allowed How to go about doing that Everyone's just doing ishtihad on it Everyone's just making their own, uh, you know uh, Decisions, they're coming up with their own conclusions On these type of issues May Allah guide us to what's right We're hoping, inshallah, soon to have some type of program Not only on this issue, but a lot of the hot topics And c- where people are confused about Insha'Allah, uh, hopefully uh, have something soon on that to kind of set the record straight and assist people who are trying to find what's right. I feel like most people, a lot of people, wallahi, they want to follow the deen. They really want, they're good people. They just are so confused because they're not being, they're, the real deen is not being taught or they're not in the places where it's being taught. And so there's so much confusion. So I hope with can, Inshallah, can f- you know, assist in fulfill- filling that void, insha'Allah, with other institutions as well. And to be able to present a deen that is, uh, that is in accordance to what Allah and His Rasul truly want. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept if anything was beneficial, was said is from Allah. If any mistakes were made, may Allah forgive us for that. So, and then the Shabbat Barat, fifteen night, inshallah, uh, is going to be Monday night. So we should all try our best to fast Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, oh, no, sorry. S- um, s- uh, wait. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Yes. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. 13, 14, and 15. This is Ayyam ibid. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And then um, uh, we'll have a program here in the Bukhari Dars Night, Inshallah, some of the virtues of 15th Night of Shaban and making, uh, trying to answer some possible, some confusions about that as well on, on, on Monday evening. So be aware and be, keep on the lookout for that. The details will be shared, Inshallah, on the WhatsApp group. No, no, no. Let's do some dhikr. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. La ilaha illalla La ilaha illallah <laughs> <speaking> la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah Muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. La ilaha illallah 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 la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam La ilaha illallah 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 La ilaha illallah, الله لا إله الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله الله لا إله الله لا إله الله Sallallahu the Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi Wasallam Sell the law who are they he was seldom. Sell the law who Adam Mohammed sallallahu the law Sallallahu are they he was الله Sell وسلم law الله Adam Mohammed Sell الله وسلم الله سال على محمد سال الله عليه وسلم سال الله على محمد سال الله عليه وسلم سال الله على محمد سال الله عليه وسلم الله على محمد الله عليه وسلم Sallallahu الله Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi الله sallam Sallallahu law, الله sallallahu محمد wa الله Sallallahu Sell Muhammad الله alayhi محمد sallam الله the Muhammad sallallahu الله they محمد was الله Sell Astaghfirullah, <laughs> Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah... الله، استغفر الله، استغفر الله، الله، استغفر الله، استغفر الله، a الله، استغفر الله، 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 a الله، استغفر الله 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 اللذيلا إله إلا هو الحي الغيُم وارتو إليه سُبِلَ يا رَحْمَنَ وَرَحِيمًا اللَّهُمَّ تَسْلَمْ وَتَسْلَمُ وَتَرْحَمْ وَتَجْلَلِ وَالكَرَامِ Allah ملك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله الله ملا نعسيثنا عليك أن تجمع أثنيك على نفسك اللهم يا حي يا قيوم يا حض صمد الذي لم يرد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كف وان أحد ظلمنا أنفسنا ولا امتثلنا وترحمنا لأن كلنا من الخاسرين اللهم يا حنان يا منان يا بديع السماوات والأرض يا ذا الجلال والكرام والعز الذي لا ترام اللهم يا حي يا قيوم يا حي يا قيوم يا حي يا قيوم اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم اغفر لنا في أمرنا وثبت اللهم ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإصرافنا في أمننا وثبت أقدامنا ونصرنا القوم الكافرين رب اغفر ورحم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنة للقوم الظالمين ونجنا برحمتك من القوم الكافرين ربنا لا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ ربنا هب من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا المتقين إماما رب رحمهم أكوان ربياني صغيرة رب رحمهم أكوان بيني صغيرة ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتبع علينا إنك أنت تواب ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد ثديتنا وهب لنا لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم إنا نسرق التقوى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم اتجنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم إنا نسرق علما نافعا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل ذا اللهم إنا نعذق بك عن علم لا ينفع من قلب لا يخشع من عين لا تدمع ومن نفس لا تشبع اللهم يحيى قيوم جنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم نسألك يا الله الجنه وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل اللهم بارك لنا فيما بقي من شعبان وبلغنا رمضان اللهم بارك لنا فيما بقي من شعبان وبلغنا رمضان اللهم بارك لنا فيما بقي من شعبان وبلغنا رمضان اللهم, وبلغنا رمضان. اللهم يا حي يا قيوم اجعل القرآن العظيم ربيع قلوبنا وجلاء أحزاننا وذهاب همومنا وغمومنا وسائقنا إلى جناتك جنات النعيم Oh Allah, we ask you to accept this gathering, Oh Allah, Oh Allah, we ask you to make all of us connected with the Quran. Ya Allah with the month of Qur'an in front of us, allow every single one of us to dedicate large portions of our day to recitation of the Quran, O oh Allah, to making a Quran our partner, Oh Allah, allow us to spend hours at night and day in weekends and weeknights, Ya Allah, reciting the Quran passionately, Ya Allah. Make all of us ashik of the Quran, make us all lovers of the Quran. Oh Allah, allow us all to have a personal attachment and love with the Quran, allow our children, our spouses, our parents, and our siblings all to be attached with the Quran. Ya Allah, Please, please, Ya Allah Make it easy for us To remove the distractions That keep us away from the Quran Allow us to remove Any and all distractions Especially, Ya Allah Our digital devices Ya Allah That make a huge disturbance Between us and our connection With the Quran Oh Allah, allow this upcoming Blessed month of Ramadan To be the very best Ramadan We've ever spent Oh Allah, allow us to utilize it Allow us to be grateful For the fact that You have given us health Wealth and peace Comfort, Ya Allah While millions are, are suffering And millions are being tested With so much difficulty Ya Allah, you've kept us With afia here Oh Allah, allow us to make The most use of this Ramadan. Allow us to thank you for this afiyah. Allow us to make shukr for this afiyah. Allow us, Ya Allah, not to be tested with the removal of this afiyah. Oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, to put barakah in our health and our wealth and our children. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, put barakah in, whatever, in our time. Put barakah in our time. Put barakah in our time. Put barakah in all of our efforts. Ya Allah, increase us in our knowledge. Increase us in our knowledge. Increase us in our practice and the knowledge. O oh Allah, grant us yaqeen and the verses of the Quran. Yaqeen and the hadith of the Prophet conviction in, in the veracity of the message of the Quran, in the veracity of the prophethood of Rasulullah from ever, ever having any doubts. Save us from ever being skeptical about these things. Allah, save us from having a mind, a skeptic mind regarding the truth. Allah, save us from having a skeptic mind regarding wahi and revelation. Allah, grant us absolute yaqeen and conviction beyond any doubt. Ya Allah, on on, on the deen. Allah, make us amongst those Ya Allah, who revive Islam, who revive the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallam, wherever we go. O oh Allah, we ask you to protect us and our progeny from, from, from leaving the deen. O oh Allah, from being afflicted with any type of musibah in our deen. O oh Allah, all those whose, who are, whose sons and daughters are leaving the deen, O oh Allah, we beg you to bring them back. O oh Allah, and uh, accept the prayers of the parents, accept the prayers of the parents, accept the du'as and the crying of the parents. O oh Allah, we ask you to do not test us in this manner. Never test us, Ya Allah. Please do not test us in, in, with our children. Do not test us, in, in the, especially with the deen of our children, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, we ask you to grant, grant all of us a life filled with and afia and health and well being O oh allah allow our elderly parents ya yeah allah to live righteous beautiful healthy lives ya yeah allah those whose parents are very very ill we ask you yeah allah grant them shifa remove their pain that they're going through make their suffering and their difficulties a means of absolute purity from a purification of any and all mistakes that they have done O oh allah allow all the children and ya yeah to take care of their parents in old age and allow us allow them to earn earn their jannah by honoring and respecting and caring for their parents oh allah allow the relationship between parents and children to improve Allow the relationship between husbands and wives to improve O oh Allah, all those whose, whose marriages are going through difficulty O oh Allah, we ask you to push out the shaitan from those marriages O oh Allah, O oh Allah, allow the husbands and the wives To have control over their nafs Control over their anger Control over their tongue Control over their feelings, emotions Allow all, Ya yeah Allah, to become remain calm and collected O oh Allah, and bring, bring sanity into our marriages, Ya yeah Allah Bring some sense into the husbands and the wives, Ya yeah Allah O oh Allah, save our marriages from becoming mere, mere contracts of do's and don'ts O oh Allah, make a, the relationship between husband and wife based on ihsan and being, being, uh, being going above and beyond what is necessary and obligatory towards one another Ya Allah. Oh Allah we ask you all those who are looking to get married, many boys and girls ya Allah, thousands of boys and girls of marriageable age Oh Allah or those who were previously married and now are looking to get married. Ya Allah facilitate for them facilitate for them, facilitate for them the very best of spouses. Oh Allah anyone and everyone who is worried about their children's marriage or who themselves are worried about their marriage. Oh Allah who are trying to become, who are trying to lead a chaste life Oh Allah I beg you Ya Allah that you make it easy for them. Your Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Said, There's three people who Allah has taken upon himself Allah has taken upon himself to assist them And one of them, your Prophet has said Is that individual who wants to get married to remain chaste That you will help him O oh, Allah, I ask you and I beg you to help all those unmarried brothers and sisters Oh Allah, who are looking for good spouses, Ya Allah Allow them to find such spouses who will become a means of bringing Jannah in this dunya Oh Allah, such spouses who will, who will make them ready for it to be worthy of Jannah ya Allah oh Allah such spouses that will keep them keep each other away from haram such spouses ya Allah that will revive and relive the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Wasallam. oh Allah oh Allah we ask you ya Allah that you grant all of us a tongue that is moist with your remembrance, a heart that is beating with your love. O oh Allah, we ask you to grant all of us the best akhlaq, best akhlaq O oh Allah, save us from jealousy. Save us from carrying, ya Allah, ya, carrying, ya Allah, malice, hatred towards one another. O oh Allah, save us from, ya Allah, ya Allah, ya Allah ya, backbiting. Ya Allah, save us from lying, deceit. O oh Allah, save us from having evil thoughts and suspicious suspicions about each other, ya Allah. O oh Allah, keep our minds and our hearts and our eyes and our ears clean, ya Allah, for each other. Oh Allah, we ask you Ya Allah to grant all of us the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallam. O Allah grant us all ikhlas true sincerity, true sincerity ya Allah in all of our actions O Allah save us from ever regarding ourselves as sincere O Allah grant us humility while never allowing us to think that we're humble grant us sincerity without ever never allowing us to think that we're sincere O Allah grant us true ilm without ever allowing us to think that we're knowledgeable O Allah we ask you to grant us all those beautiful qualities that the sahaba had O Allah and, and make us worthy of the khidmat of deen o Allah wherever the Muslim ummah especially in Turkey and Syria and across the globe wherever they may be going through any type of physical spiritual financial difficulty oh allah where their peace has been ta- peace has been taken away oh allah or food is scarce oh allah or natural disasters have struck them or external internal en- enemies have caused them harm in the holy lands and elsewhere oh allah we ask you allah to have mercy on on, on those individuals and that and, that part, and the muslim ummah allah. oh allah remove and end their suffering grant them sabr and patience do not test them as you have tested them in this dunya once. oh Allah, grant them the, the level of what a true sabir will get in the akhirah. Allah, I beg you that you protect the Haramain and sharifain And aqsa From any and all fitnah, ya Allah Internal and external Allah, please, ya Allah Keep those, uh, those, those mubarak and sacred places safe From any type of evil uh, evil efforts that are, that are being done, ya Allah To destroy the sanctity of those places, ya Allah Oh Allah, we ask, you Allah To allow the doors of hajj to be opened Ya Allah, for, for, uh, for us and throughout the globe, ya Allah Allow m- 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 people from across the globe Who have been waiting to go for hajj for years Oh Allah, we beg you, ya Allah Collectively and individually That you open up the doors for hajj the way The way they were before O oh Allah, please do not Do not try us And do not punish us without By having these doors closed Ya Allah O oh Allah, please allow the who, who Upon whom hajj is fard And those who are wanting to go O oh Allah, make it easy for them Facilitate for them Ya Allah O oh Allah, we ask you Ya Allah, do not deprive us Of the good That, that uh, the, the good and the dua Of the and sharifain Ya Allah O oh Allah, whatever permissible Desires and needs we have Our loved ones have O oh Allah, or those who have A right upon us have We ask you to grant All those people Ya Allah And all of us More than that we have asked more than that we can imagine Oh Allah, grant us a life filled with uh, with, uh, with with your ma'rifah With your muhabba, with your love And grant us death in such a state That you are looking forward to meeting our soul And receiving our soul And we're looking forward to the luxurious jannah That you have prepared for us Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon salamun al mursaleen Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Ameen Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh